Hey team, this is Grant David Collins, and welcome to Basement Philanthropy, a place for people who do not want to wait until they're rich or retired to create meaning, impact, and connection with their money, regardless of the amount. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the first step in the philanthropic method, which is to identify and understand needs. So let's get started. I am absolutely loving the interactions that I am having around the philanthropic method so far. Over the last couple weeks as I've been developing this framework, I've been able to be out and about within the community talking to people like yourself about getting involved in giving through this framework. And it has just been the highlight of everything that I've done so far here at Basement Philanthropy. To be in your homes or on Zoom calls with you, figuring out how you can give back in your sphere of influence is the best thing that has ever happened to me up to this point. It's just so fulfilling. So please, more of you reach out and we can continue to make a big impact in this world. The beautiful thing that I've realized as I've been in these conversations is that the philanthropic method can be used by anyone in any stage of their giving. So if you are a long-term listener of Basement Philanthropy, you will have listened to episode 11, which was called The Philanthropy Continuum. And basically what this episode did was outline the different ways that people get involved and then progress in building the skill set of philanthropy. And so if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. And if you have, regardless of where you fall on that journey, the philanthropic method can help you be a more impactful giver. And I am just learning that over and over and over again the more time I am spending with you around this subject. So Incredible job, those of you who I have talked to, and those of you who are just listening and doing, you're amazing. And once again, if you want some additional help and support, I would love to be able to do that. So reach out to me at grant at basementphilanthropy.com or on LinkedIn, shoot me a direct message. I look forward to connecting to you there. So as we jump into the first step of the philanthropic method, identifying and understanding needs. What I want you to know is that putting these two together in the same step is an intentional move on my part. Like I could have broken them up and said, okay, we're gonna start off with identifying and then step two, bam, is understanding. But they're so crucial to be paired together that I I had I had to do it this way. Um, and you're going to understand that as we work through this principle today on the podcast. So let's just jump right into that first step of step one, which is identifying a need in your sphere of influence. Now, I'm a person that wears glasses. And so if you don't wear glasses, if you're lucky enough to not have anything wrong with your vision, um, try to imagine what it would be like 
to not be able to see far off into the distance. Now, that's the type of vision impairment that I have on my end. It's called being nearsighted, or you can only see what is up close. Now, what this has to do with identifying is when you first start to get into this space, it can seem like you are nearsighted without any glasses on. And you can see kind of the world around you a little bit, but it, the, the world outside of your kind of frame of reference feels blurry or um, unrecognizable. And so you might have a lot of anxiety or um, misperceptions around identifying needs around you. But just like with helping people who are nearsighted be able to see, we can start to progressively add corrective lenses or experiences onto eyes to allow people to see greater detail and have greater freedom and impact in their lives. And that's exactly what will happen with you as you start getting involved with identifying needs around your community. At first, you might just be able to see this little small patch in front of you, and that might even be blurry. But as you start to work that muscle, you'll be able to see more and more opportunities, and you'll start to be able to see them more clearly. So to start getting that motor turning a little bit, I want you to pause this episode of the podcast, go and grab a sheet of paper and a pen, and come back. So if you're still listening and you haven't paused it, go and and grab a piece of paper. Pause, pause the podcast. Okay, so now that you have the piece of paper in front of you and a pen, what I want you to do is I want you to set a timer on your phone or whatever you have around you for three minutes. For three minutes, what I want you to do is I want you to write down all of the things that you care about in this world in terms of making a difference in or really just like things that are important to you. Like it can be your family or your friends or a certain cause that you are called to or something that you've experienced in your personal sphere of influence or family that you feel really passionate about. Like, I just want you to write bolded lists down and it can be anything. Like, don't think that this has to be so amazing as far as a brainstorm. Like, it can literally be anything. So go out, do that, come back to this podcast, and we'll continue forward with what we have to talk about today. Okay, you should have a piece of paper now in front of you filled out with a bunch of things that you care about in this life. Now, this is an exercise to prime our thoughts and our our feelings and our connection to the world around us. And it utilizes one of the things that I believe are really, really important to good identification, which is your brain. Like that is how proactive giving really comes to fruition is for people to sit down 
and start to become intentional around what they are wanting to create in this world. So your brain is an incredible instrument for you to be able to start identifying areas, and you've got a bunch of them in front of you, of things that you may or may not want to be involved with impacting. Now, there are other things that you have, mostly around your face, that can also help with this. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, you have two eyes that can identify and see opportunities for you to impact around you. You have your ears, which can help you hear about needs that are around you. And you have your mouth, which can help you ask and talk through needs that are around you. So all of these different things, as you are looking through, okay, how do I identify something that I can start to get involved with or that I can impact using your brain your ears, your eyes, and your mouth, it's a really good way to start to think through, okay, how am I going to start to identify ways and opportunities around me? So as you're thinking a little bit about the list that is in front of you, I want to share a couple examples of people both close to me and in the philanthropy space who have identified needs around them so that you can start to understand, hey, this is, this is how this works, and this is what this could look like in, in, my, in my sphere of influence. I also want to use these examples to help tie together the principles of identifying and understanding. So we're going to start off with the identification part, and then we're going to go to the understanding part later on in the podcast. So the first example I want to share is from a guest on the podcast that you have heard before if you have listened to the Basement Philanthropy podcast for a little bit now. Her name is Julia Finch, and if you remember from the podcast that she was on, she talked about how she is in home health physical therapy. So she has a bunch of patients that she sees on a weekly basis that she has chosen to use as the area of influence that she wants to impact with her giving and philanthropy right now. And so in the podcast with me, she shared a couple of those those experiences. And one of those that didn't make the cut was an experience that I want to speak into now. So Julia had a client of hers who had a birthday coming up and she used her ears and her eyes and her mouth to work through, hey, looks like there's a giving opportunity here with this woman that I am working with for her birthday. And what she decided to do was she decided that she was going to get this woman a cake for her birthday, something that she had told Julia that she used to love in years past. The second example I want to share is a man by the name of Nicholas Negroponte. Now, Nicholas was the founder of MIT's Media Lab, and in his research and experience, he looked out into the world and discovered that people that had access to technology had access to better opportunities. So in his mind, if he could increase the access to technology For people that didn't have it, mostly in developing countries, he could create a huge impact in the world around him. So what he decided to do 
was to build an affordable way to access the internet so that people in these third world developing countries could start to benefit from that access, like countries like the United States or, or countries in Europe. The third example is another friend of mine by the name of Katie. Now, Katie has some grandparents who are getting a little bit older, and specifically her grandfather was having some troubles winterizing his yard. And so Katie came to me and a couple other friends that she has and pitched us the idea of helping to winterize her grandfather's yard and then went and talked to her grandfather about having this group of people show up and help him make this thing happen. So those are three examples of people that are like you and I that went out into the world, saw something that they wanted to impact and change and identified, hey, this is something that I can do about this. Which leads us to the second part of this step, which is the understanding piece. Now, the reason why understanding is so crucial is because we can operate from a place of thinking that we know everything and go into a situation and say, oh yeah, you know, I see this need in front of me and I know exactly what needs to happen and we can come in and use a lot of time and energy and resources and then nothing happens or things get a lot worse because of the giving that we got involved with. Which brings us to the second part of this first step in the philanthropic method, which is the understanding piece. Now, the understanding piece is something that a lot of people skip because it is challenging. It is uncomfortable. It is something that you have to put on your research cap for to be able to go out and to do the legwork that helps you understand if the thing that you have identified as a need and the potential thing that you're wanting to do around it actually makes sense so that you can be set up to then create a solution for that thing. So the same tools that helped us identify things around us can also help us understand the needs around us. So just a reminder, those tools are our brains, our ears, our eyes, and our mouths. So we can use our brains to start to identify critical questions that we need to understand around the need that we have identified. And then we can use our mouths to go and actually start asking those questions of the people that we see that are in need or the stakeholders involved or the organizations that are helping in this space as well. We can hear things and be exposed to things, whether it be podcasts or videos or um, talking to people that can help us understand that even more. And we can look and see and understand also from that perspective around, hey, what is actually occurring in the world? How do these things fit together? And it really brings us back to a principle that we've talked about time and time again, which is, hey, you probably don't know everything there is to know about this situation. 
And so getting close to your giving and understanding it and asking about it and being a proactive creator allows you to start to get in this work and understand if the need that you have identified is actually there and is actually the the core need and if what you are thinking about creating in order to help and support that need will actually be useful. So going back to those three examples that I shared, I want to talk you through what happened with those scenarios and if that actually created good in the world or not. So we'll start out with Julia, and instead of me talking about what happened, I want to let Julia tell you about it. One of my patients, her birthday was coming up, yeah, and I was like, oh, I am going to, we're going to celebrate. And so I just told her, tell me what you used to do on your birthday, yep. what you loved about your birthday. Just yeah. come on, tell me all about it. And uh, she's telling me about that they would have a picnic at the park and that they would make this certain cake. And she just loved, she just went on a rant about that cake. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so tell me about this cake, you yeah, know? Yeah, that cake. Right? I know. And and I was like, I'm going to get, I'm going to bring her cake on her birthday. Like, let's do this. I'm going to get her that exact flavor, everything, yeah. even have her name written on it. Oh, let's go. Amazing. Right? Yeah. And I'm getting so excited. And for our next visit, it was after her birthday, but. I knock on the door, she opens, and I'm like, I brought you your favorite cake for your birthday. Yeah. And <laughs> you can tell that her smile kind of like dies down. Yeah. And she says, Man, I wish I could eat this. Oh, no. I'm like, oh. Uh, she says, I'm severely diabetic. Oh, no. I, I cannot eat this. Oh, no. And I just stood there. I'm like, Oh, she says, I think I'll just give it to my neighbor. I'm like, <laughs> so it was those moments where I'm like, okay, so the intention was great, but maybe I needed to ask the right. I wasn't, you know, I was kind of thinking, oh, I'm going to give her this. She's going to be so great. But what if she didn't actually yeah. need this or right. want this? So I think it helped me learn Okay, Julia, also think about their circumstance. I knew she was diabetic, but I just got so excited that I'm like, she's yeah, going to love this. Right. So as you can see, it is so easy to make assumptions around what people want and what would be good for them and to get caught up in our perfect solution that we can just miss the entire mark um, in terms of the actual thing that would be useful and that's what happens when we take the time to understand what actually is going on and what we could do to start to support and impact that need. Okay, so the second example that I shared earlier about Nicholas Negroponte, what happened in that scenario is he went out and, and created a vision around one laptop per child, meaning that tens of millions of these low-cost laptops could be built and distributed to third world developing countries across the world and give these children access to the internet in a way that was something that could be taken off the grid because there was a crank that could allow the individual to charge the computer and the user interface was supposed to be so easy so that a child could use it without instructions and it really developed into what 
the philanthropy community calls a silver bullet solution, meaning, yeah, we're just going to be able to throw this one piece into this complicated interaction of moving parts and it's going to fix it all. And what happened in this scenario is it didn't actually do it. These tens of millions of computers that were supposed to be sent out, um, only a couple hundred thousand were sent out. And the different innovations around the crank for the energy and the user interface and the way that they were going to distribute and manufacture and the cost and all these things uh, ended up really hampering this overall vision to create a more democratized education system. Okay, in example number three with Katie, a couple weeks ago, my friends and I went and helped Katie and her grandparents winterize their backyard. Now, Katie had done a phenomenal job of understanding exactly what the need was and how to go about doing that in a way that would actually serve her grandparents. So a group of about seven or eight of us showed up and we mowed their lawn, we tilled their flower beds, we pulled up all the old produce, um, we, we edged their lawn also, we pulled weeds, you know, we did all of these things and we got um, what could have been hours and hours of work for her grandparents done in about two to three hours. And Katie had done an incredible job of setting us up for success because she understood what it was going to take for her grandparents to accept that help. And one of the things that she did that was phenomenal was that she allowed her grandparents to feed us afterwards. And that component, what I can tell you is that my experience of that, and we're going to have Katie on the podcast later so she can talk about what happened on her end, but my experience of that was that it was phenomenal. We were able to get in there and and help and and be with her grandparents in a way that they felt supported and loved and not like they were just getting this free handout and they needed all this help and they were getting too old or you know whatever else could have come out about it because they were able to feed us and we were able to interact with them and 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 there was just this beautiful spirit of just like gratitude and thanks and and excitement around all of us that that got to participate in this and so all of these experiences can just be viewed as as learning experiences uh, and can be used as examples of why it's important for us to be good identifiers, but even more importantly, for us to be good at understanding what we have identified. Because if put together, those become this one-two punch that sets us up for step two in the philanthropic method, which is to create or support a solution that is in place to impact that need that we have identified and then understood. And that is exactly what we're going to be talking about next week on the podcast, step two, which is to create or support impactful solutions. So go out and and be involved with this identification and understanding process. Use the tools that we've talked about today to be able to have something 
that you can bring to next week's podcast so that we can be around creating a solution that can just be really impactful. Well, team, that's it for me. Let's go out in the world and create good with the money in our pockets together. Talk soon.